to The Hockey Show on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Ready for the power play? You're, You're listening, listening to The, the Hockey, Hockey Show. show. Show on ESPN 1000, the Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Chief, how you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I love the intro song. Yeah, I did. Yeah, great intro song. So whoever credit to whoever picked that awesome song gets the vibes going early. We got Kendra and Nick working behind the glass today. Want to hear from you? 312-332-3776 as we talk some hockey on this Saturday afternoon. Two games in the books for the Blackhawks. Couple losses, including that five-two loss mm-hmm. in the opener to the defending Stanley Cup champs. But it wasn't long ago, Chief, that the Avalanche were in a similar spot that the Blackhawks are in. Uh, It was about six years ago, Bednar takes over, and they had the worst record, uh, one of the worst records in the league, 48 points. It it was Bednar's first year, and so that that right there gives you a little bit of hope so you can have uh, some sort of continuity. So if Luke Richardson is the guy... Well, Bednard started off his first year. I think they had 49 points. Okay. So that that was by far the worst record in the league. They were a horrible, young team. And they obviously turned around. Now, they had some building blocks. McKinnon was already in the picture. Uh, Landis Gog was already in the picture. Rantanen was already in the picture. So we got three all-stars already on the team. So a little bit different than what the Hawks are dealing with. But you know, And they, they turned that 49-point season into Kale McCarr. Out yes. of the gates. So, I mean, Correct. you now, know. There, I don't think there's two Kale McCars on I, I the planet. I don't think there yeah. is. So, he's like the twitchiest athlete. Like, that guy, I feel like. He's 24 yet, Chief. It's crazy. Here, I do think, you know, that if he were born in, like, somewhere in Montgomery, Alabama, he would just be playing defensive back. Like, he's, yes, that, right. he's that shifty, that quick. He's like an Edelman guy. I, I think he, he's, he's spectacular. So, you're not going to find him. But maybe Korchinski could be, like, their Bo Byram. Uh, Nazar can be a guy who can, you know, be one of these complimentary players. They and maybe it, Bedard could be their McKinnon, and all of a sudden, maybe you're not at their level, but you're building something worthwhile. And it's they're on their way. I'm with you on that. Okay, the the issue is you talked about the people that they already had: Landis Gog, superstars, McKinnon, <laughs> Rantanen, and then I look back, and the Bowen Byram draft was mm-hmm. the Kirby Doc draft. Yes. You you missed on that third overall pick, and those yeah. are gold in the National Hockey League. I, I mean, you could r- realistically say they've missed on first round picks for like twelve years. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like that, Bo Byram. I love Bo Byram. Uh, I I, was I hope always, he I hope he stays healthy because I think the concussion situation yeah. is scary. It definitely. But that is. was the the, the Mort Sider uh, draft as well, yeah, wasn't it? Sider, like I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to criticize someone for not taking Sider. Like Stevie Wise at a different uh, yes, a He's different, a different than, game than everybody else. Than, is. Not only than just you and I, but than every other general manager sure. too. So like he saw. Sider, Sider's unbelievable, but Byron was, he was the guy, kind of like a consensus, and so, yeah, it would be nice to have him, and then, you know, the year before is the Bolquist one, and you look at And Bodan. And Bodan. <laughs> Two first, I mean. Yeah, you, that's tough. That's, like, that's tough, and, and you look at, you know, and the guy, and I, it's like there's Twitter receipts, but a guy that I loved was that Condre Miller, the Rangers, and then you watch the Rangers play, and they, they dusted uh, Minnesota a couple nights ago, and it's just like, man, like that kid, he's got all the right tools. And, uh, you know, so imagine if that was your left side and you're st- starting this rebuild and your left side is 
Condre Miller and it's Bo Byram. And then maybe if you have those two guys in the fold, you don't feel the need to make a splash for Seth Jones. And, and every, it's like an alternate yeah. universe where it's, you're still rebuilding, but there's more, it's more in line with like that avalanche thing where it's like, all right, we have like these three, four building blocks already in place versus the Blackhawks where there's nobody really on the roster right now that you would say is a building block. And then I saw somebody, you know, somebody from the organization tweeted out uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs roster and was like the future. And I'm looking down the roster. I'm like, oh, future doesn't look that great right now. Well, I mean, we're Reichel, hoping Lucas yeah. Reichel. Yes, uh, definitely. And I do think he's going to be a good player. By the way, did you catch Biz on uh, Wednesday night call the Blackhawks and Rockford Icehawks a couple times in the pregame show? I, and I, was it on purpose? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, you, never absolute, you never know. You never know. That's my you know, guy, he, but he could have like no. a slip there. That was a, that yeah. was a, that was a chirp. Yeah. And uh, speaking of TNT, uh, the voice of their studio show, Liam McHugh, will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about, oh, you know, biz and all the fun they have on that set. And uh, some of the back and forth that's been going on with Paul and uh, Patrick Kane a little bit over the last yeah, couple I, of years. I'm interested to hear he about wants, that. Biz wants Kane in a Leafs jersey so bad. It, it's infuriating. It's sad. It's, it's, you know, and like, I love Biz. Biz is my guy. He's the best. But he turns into like the typical Ranger fan on the internet that I hate where I can't tweet anything about Patrick Kane without being like, oh, he'll look good in a Rangers uniform. And he hates the Rangers too. He hates their fans. And then he turns around and does all the same stuff. You know, Leafs, Kaner to the Leafs, Kaner to the Leafs. Now, if it's Kaner to the Leafs for two months and then he develops this rapport that we talked about last week with Austin Matthews and Matthews signs and that's part of the recruitment, go do it. He can be like our, our Austin Matthews ambassador for a few months, do the recruitment, come on back. So here's my question to you because I'm watching mm-hmm. I'm watching Patrick this week, and look, they're an offensively challenged team. We're an offensively challenged city. With, <laughs> with, when you looked at when you're looking at the Bears on yeah. Thursday night and what the Blackhawks are able to do on Thursday night, getting shut out. Yep. Um, you wonder how this team's going to score five on five. Well, they haven't yet. No, they haven't. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's that. So it's it's a literal question. How are they going to do it? How are How they is going? That first when gonna will happen? that happen? I have no idea. And, and so, like, yeah. as we paint the picture that you know they're, they'll move Patrick somewhere in February or possibly mm-hmm. right before the March third trade deadline, I'm wondering how long is he going to stomach this? Because yeah. you know him, and I know him, and on this uber competitive level that he i mean like mm-hmm. he knows everybody's stats he is a hockey geek at yep. heart and he always said that he could he could stomach the rebuild and and kind of the team being south yeah as long as he is putting up numbers that he's accustomed to well and and, and, and like to break it was able to give him yeah and i, I think it's part of the like I don't even know if it's a numbers thing for him. I'm sure there's part of that because that makes it sound like he's selfish. And I don't think that he's no, a no, selfish. No, no, right. no. I don't mean, I don't I, mean I it that way. That's why I wanted to clarify. I know you didn't mean that. But it's like, is he having fun? Because everybody wants to go to work and not hate their job. Right. And if you're going in there every night and you have no chance of scoring five on five, guys can't get you the puck. I mean, there are, there are old stories about him 
from the good old days where he'd he'd step on the ice and he'd see Sopel step on the ice and he'd step right off. We're like, I'm not playing with that guy. And now, because if you waited 15 seconds for Sopel to get off the ice, well, then it's Duncan Keith or Seabrook hitting you with a stretch pass and or Brian Campbell, and it's a little different. And now I think he probably looks out there and he's like, well, it's Johnny and it's Seth Jones, and if those guys aren't playing, then what am I doing out here? Uh, so I, I do think we'll, we'll see. And I, I do think they're going to have to get to a point eventually where – you just have to load up one line, and it does feel like they're you know. And if that's nineteen and eighty-eight, I've, I've actually like I've been surprised by Johnny. I, absolutely, yeah. especially with the preseason that we saw from the captain. The preseason was like I was sad. I, I, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, well, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna go well. Right. I don't think. Yeah, it, but it, it and it looked like and you you know and you hear just different things about training camp and whatever, and it's like, man, like is he. I was starting to wonder to myself if he's just completely checked out. And if he threw the first two games, you, that's definitely not the case. No. He's very competitive all three zones. He's playing the right way. It, it looks uh, more similar to the guy we saw maybe four years ago than it does right now. Yeah, and, and that, again, that bodes well. He's been out there with Radish and Tyler Johnson. Yeah, uh, That's they, been their best line. The best line five yeah. on five. Yeah. And, of course, his goal came... Uh, on the man advantage, and it was huge because last year that was a cookie. Took twenty. It was I, a cookie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you and I could have put that home. But yeah. uh, you know, it took twenty-seven games before yep. he registered his first goal, and you know, the the uh, the press brought that up afterwards, and you know, he knew exactly where they were going. He wanted no part right. of that, but he's really hard on himself. And if he totally. starts to, if he's in a slump or hasn't scored in a week or two. Uh, it weighs on him, and you yeah. can just see it totally. on his face. He's always been a little bit of a streaky player, and I, I think even like you're saying that example of where it weighs on him. Think of that Detroit series in 13, where he he had a rough go, he had the three straight penalties, and it's the famous moment where Siebert goes in and gives him a little love tap and a little pep talk, and then it's like, what do you know? He he turns back into Superman and has a he finishes the series strong, and they go on and win the cup. So it, th- that is always been a thing with him. So when it's going great. It's he's he's electric. He's like one of the most dynamic, best two way players in the game. When it's when it's tougher for him, it does feel like that can snowball a little bit. So it's nice to see him get off to a, a good start. And uh, you know, and I, I I love Jonathan Taves. Like I I just I love watching him play. I'm not ready for this era to be over. So when he scores a goal and he gives the big you know one leg fist pump uh, in Colorado, even though you knew that game wasn't going to end well. It still it makes me a little warm and tingly on the other side. I, I, you know what? It did too because you know that that building was electric. Yeah, oh yeah. By the way, I, I, where do you stand on the Blink One Eighty Two song? Love it, love it. Yeah. So I, I've been really into soccer. That is one of the things that Europeans do way better than us. And I wish there's a way for the Blackhawks organization, uh, from like a in arena entertainment marketing standpoint, we need more singing. It, it, it's the on ice product's not going to be great. The fan experience has to be yeah. awesome. So I don't know how you so do that. So what's the song in a rebuild? Do you, do you, is there a? I mean, do you, do you do you have to pick a song that that has kind of some sort of rebuilding theme to it or a mention of it? I think you just need like a feel. It might just you know be Natasha Benningfield unwritten. Just get people going, get the vibes high. Like that's always like that. That just something that's fun. Like I don't want to think about a rebuild when the song comes on. I just want to like pause. Make the make the arena about us, the fans, and, and have a good time with it. I don't know what the song would be. I'm open to suggestions. There you go. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Pick a pick a song that you would like to hear at the United Center that would uh, would bring a smile to Barstool Chiefs' face. Yeah, Kendrick. And, 
You got a suggestion for us on that? Kendra's behind the scenes here. I have to. I'm, I'm going to think about you it. And think then about when it. We we'll come all, we'll yeah. workshop it. We'll all workshop we'll work, it. We'll workshop that. Uh, your surprises through the first couple of games. Liam McHugh at the bottom of the hour. Waddle and Sylvie, who, again, they claim they're the hockey show. Again, we know this is the hockey show. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, who actually open up defense title of their Calder Cup tonight. Tonight. Banner night. Banner night. Love that. Have you ever uh, partied with the Calder Cup? I I haven't, and it's one of those things where like I know it was around town last year, and I kind I'm sure those guys are good guys. I don't really know any of the guys who were on the Wolves last year, but that is you know Jack Drury. I I know his dad. Yeah, I know know his his dad dad as well. I played a charity game with his dad, and you know, and I was a very Ted or Chris. uh, It was Ted. Ted, yeah, Yeah, Ted. Ted. He's here in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Chris is his uncle, I believe. Right. Yeah, the, it was younger. But I, when I was a very little kid, like six, seven years old, my family actually lived in Connecticut. So my first favorite team was the Hartford Whalers. And I loved Ted Drury. Ted Drury was my guy. So when I walked in the locker room and like Kane was in that, playing in that charity game, there are all these different guys. And I'm like, I walk right past Kane. I'm like, Ted. Ted. <laughs> Mr. Drury. Ted, big fan. Used to hang out at the Hartford Mall. <laughs> yeah, yep, the Civic just, Center. Just, yeah. just to see you. He's like, I, I'm like, I saw all three of your career, three career goals. So <laughs> it was great to meet him. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to give away some tickets to tonight's game coming up a little bit later on. I'm going to so stick around for that. You're going to try to stick around. Yep. I don't think you're eligible. Mm. Uh, and again, surprises so far from the Blackhawks. 312-332-3776 and a song for the rebuild. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Hockey Show. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Back on The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. Barstool Chief, I'm Pat Boyle. Kendra's, uh, she heard you loud and clear. She's playing the song that you, you like. But you're also you're also looking for, you know, everybody, St. Louis, uh, did they have, what, Sweet Care, what was their, their anthem, kind they of their had, song? It was like some bad disco song from either oh, like the late 70s right. or eight, early 80s. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But same thing, like it, it's just like a random song that it becomes like a, a Like galvanized. the White Sox had Don't Stop That. Yeah, and, and, you, and, you, and everybody stole that one. Well, and the, and the Red Wings have that too. And uh, I would say, you know, Boston is the Red Sox are famous for Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. Like the, the Hawks need some of that. They need a little bit of they need a little bit of gas uh, for the for the in arena experience. And I think just having a jam, like let's just jam out for a little bit. Who cares what the score is? Let's get up and dance a little bit. Yeah. So the Colorado Avalanche who hoisted the banner the other night had uh, Blink One Eighty Two's All the Small Things. In fact. I think you can credit the Avs for getting the band back together because they new album, their new album, and they're going to tour. Yep, and they, and they were like seven years they hadn't done anything together. Yeah, and so I, I so can't remember. Maybe the main... we need to find a defunct band that's in rebuild <laughs> well, that's mode. Good. That's just that, good I mean, mojo. That, that yeah. would there we go. There we go. Just all the synergies. All the synergies in one spot. We'll get the band back together. We'll get our band going. Everything's going to work out. So we got a noodle on that. We need suggestions. That Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. I can't even say the name of the song because I think that's against FCC regulations. <laughs> but that song is great. Like that song we get people going. That gets you a little toe tappers. Yeah. Need more toe yeah, tappers. No, yeah. New, uh, are you cool with keeping Chelsea Dagger as the goal song, though? Or do, do, we, need to, do we need to flush the system completely? I... 
I, I think it's a little stale. It, it's, it's another one of those things that... And that's weird coming from a soccer guy because that's... Well, that, I that's think that's a, part of the problem it, is that it's become... You watch the World Junior, they use it for that. You watch different college we were, games. We were I, second. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. And, but it is... And it's also... I do have this thing where it's like, you know what? Let the good times be the good times. And they were in the past. And this is a new thing. It's a You need almost a, a renaissance across the board. So they've made big change to the organization. A ton of changes with the roster, more coming. Let's just let's start a new. That was that was that might have well has happened to somebody else. Like that was fifteen years ago. Let's start a new and uh, come up with. We got to have ways to make it more fun, more exciting, new, more talking points. So a new goal song, I think, would go a long way. All right, so new goal song let is what Luongo sleep in peace. Okay, okay. like that song. <laughs> let that exist only in his nightmares. I guess. Uh, so we got to find a song, a goal song, and just kind of an anthem for uh, for this team to bring some excitement. We do have the. Red Wings in town on Friday uh, to open up the home slate. Yep, which to me still, it's my favorite rivalry. It's I, great, I, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I, it sucks that they're in different conferences now, and they're cowards. They ran away. They ran away to uh, the Eastern Conference and just complained. Oh, we're in the Eastern Time Zone. We should be in the Eastern Conference. You should have just stayed with us. We needed an original six, someone to link our arms with against the rest of the West, and that thirteen series was like the peak of oh. I think that was the peak of the whole run was beating Detroit game seven at home the comeback it was spectacular and then immediately they left well it also started with the the 24 games without a regulation loss in the shortened yeah. season which that was I mean they were on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated yeah. when is a team ever on the cover of if they're not hoisting a cup in the That's it. doesn't happen. That's it. Was that Carcillo yep. after the comeback yeah, against, against LA? I think. LA. Yeah. yeah, that was that team was such a wagon. Oh my god, yeah. that was great. Yeah. And then being down three one to Detroit, mm-hmm. and you talked earlier about the Johnny Taves in the sin bin, and and Seabrook goes in there. Uh, the game six victory in Detroit, the penalty shot, penalty the shot, yeah. Uh, did Hansu score in that? Uh, I think Hansu. I mean, he it, did, the comeback they, they were was down crazy. In that game too. They were down 3-1. Yeah, and then Hansu scored. And, and, and I think Johnny had one in that game too, right? Because wasn't that when like the, the, the big talking to happened in game five? Right. And then Johnny came back uh, in game six. So, to keep the story going, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. you know. Right. So it, it was that. And that rivalry was truly special and it was you know when i was a kid growing up the wings were the toast of the town you know especially post ronick and chelios and all those guys or po- toast of the league rather and so it had at best a bowl game vibe in the united center it was like a split crowd wings and wings and hawks fans and it just kind of you know it felt like they they never really got the timing of that rivalry right because as soon as the hawks were on the ascension they had one playoff series against each other and then the wings went to the east and also Datsuk and Zetterberg left and right. you know so it just it wasn't quite right i am hoping for eventually some kind of further either relocation or realignment that they're allowed maybe they go to 36 teams somehow someday and then that they just reconfigure the uh the divisions or maybe have four like conferences and the hawks and wings are back together because having that only two times a year is tough yeah and here's the thing i would love uh, i would love the blackhawks to go to the east so that we're not playing nine o'clock games all the time like tonight you are preaching to the choir yeah look we heard foley go off on it a few yeah. years ago in the playoffs and and uh, look i get tv drives Sports right mm-hmm. now, no, no, no kidding. Yeah, but uh, for for a hardworking city like Chicago, 
Yeah, I'd like more games at six thirty, seven, seven thirty, those, those, than than nine and sometimes ten. Yeah, the the eight forty five puck drop home games in the playoffs yeah. against Nashville for yeah. TV purposes. Yeah. I, I could never. I like I understand, but I was it was tough. Like there was a triple overtime game when it started at eight forty five. So I think I I was I was at the game, and I think I got home at like. 3.30 in the morning. So, unacceptable. It doesn't really matter now. If you want to go to bed before before the end of the game, watch Pat, watch Darles. But, like, you know, West Coast games, you know, this team, what are you going to do? So, it's going to be it's going to be a fun year, and I, I'm with you on the Eastern Conference. And I, I – is there another team that you'd like to see them play more often? Um, You know, like, I, I mean, Van was the, you know, was this yeah. – was the rivalry. But it's only a rivalry – if you play in the playoffs yeah. and you you have some meaningful games and you get that hate going, yeah. like every, the the NHL forcing us to play uh, within their division, the two and three seed is ridiculous. Oh, so you don't like? that? I do not like okay. that at all. Well, then how do you? Because you wipe out a good you you wipe out a good team early. Like Florida shouldn't be playing Tampa in in, in the first round or second round. Yeah, I. See, that's for, I, that's I forcing a rivalry. Play. That's that, but it, but here's the thing: it'd yeah. be it'd be better if let's just use Florida and Tampa if they meet in the Western Conference Finals, it, just it, because it, it makes it higher stakes. Higher stakes. You <sighs> remember that more than like, oh yeah, remember the time they dumped us in six or seven games in the first round? It's like counterpoint. Okay, you mentioned the Vancouver series. Mm-hmm. They played in the second round just by happenstance, right? Three years in a row, right? Or two years in a row, and then the first round was the was the third leg of that. It, that was the best rivalry going, and it was because like playoffs build contempt, and it was still two great teams. I love that fact yeah. that we got a battle of Florida, and I love that Boston had had to play Montreal a couple of times, Boston and Toronto and ha- have had to play a couple of times. I. And it just reminds me, like, when I was a little, little kid, it was like you had to win the Norris division. You Correct. know, like, you had to do those things. And I think I want more hate in the NHL. I want guys to genuinely hate each other, and I feel like you only really get that when you go through the wars. Yeah. Well, because in sports right now, we've got guys trading jerseys after games. We've got everybody hugging Disgusting. each other. you got a problem with that, too? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. So, I, I, so you were the guy. Hate. You were the guy that didn't like Jack Johnson in his Blackhawk sweater going arm in arm with his former mates as the banner was raised to the rafters. It's one of those things where I didn't have a problem with it, oh. but my preference would be you're with us. But I understand like he's on a one-year deal, he's a mercenary, he just won the cup, those are your boys, whatever. But if he if he was like a younger guy and he signed a four-year deal or something like that and that then I'd be like, "Hey man, like you're with us. Like you sign with us. Like that's well, you're going to get someone came and, and and signed you away from Barstool. Mm-hmm. Okay? A, a, yeah. An offer you couldn't refuse. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> you know, the live version yeah. of, of content yeah. decided to pry you away. Mm-hmm. Are you going to just cast off White Sox Dave and on all your buddies that you've been friends with over the years? And, well, and mean, like, if you think I'm getting a deal and White Sox Dave is not positioning himself to also get a deal, <laughs> he, he's going, he'll be coming with me. But we also have a, I have like this fantasy of getting, uh, getting a ranch one day. Yeah. And Dave's fantasy is me getting a ranch. And he just like, we never make eye contact. He's not allowed to talk to me, but he's allowed to go to the ranch that I purchased. So like, he's along for the ride no matter what. But yeah, I, I, I don't think that like if Barstool, I'm trying to think of like a, like, Everybody got like a big bonus or something like that after another acquisition or the stock went through the roof or something. 
And then I came back in and was like, hey, like, let's all go to the company party together. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. You know, like you're competing for the same thing now. Sure. But like, yeah, congratulations, Jack Johnson. But if I wasn't annoyed because of the circumstances around more, more so about the Blackhawks and what his role is here. But I do think if you turn the page on something and you go sign somewhere else, that's your team now. And that's how it should be. But whatever. He can do what he wants. That. We'll, we'll get Liam McHugh's thoughts on that. He was in Colorado for the banner raising the other night to see the Blackhawks take on the Colorado Avalanche. We'll get his take on that. Uh, yours as well. And I got a story. We talked about Game 7 against Detroit from 2013. There's something that happened behind the scenes that night that I was involved in and has changed protocol at the United Center hmm. because of it. So that's coming up a little bit later on. Curious. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Hockey Show. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Oh, yeah. Kelsey Ballerini on The Hockey Show. Part first. That was my my wife's suggestion for uh, for kind of the new anthem, oh, like, like St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis has uh, Gloria. We uh, Blink One Eighty Two is connected to the Avs now. Yep. So uh, we're gonna have Liam McHugh join us here in a little bit as Kendra gets a hold of him. Uh, I don't know if this one's gonna stick. I'm I'm a country music fan, but Me I too. I I don't I don't. Sorry, honey. Yeah, a nice suggestion. Appreciate you listening to the show. I I, I can't make a. Uh, final decision on that until I, I need to hear the chorus. And if the chorus picks up or there's a big like crescendo, I could get in on that. But it's got to be easy for 20,000 people to sing. Yeah. So we all have to know the words. We all have to be able to sing it badly. Uh, and, and I don't know if that song has it yet, but we're, I like I like a female lead vocalist for whatever song okay. it is. Like right. Just get you know something a little light, a little poppy. Uh, so maybe it is Kelsey Ballerina. I'm not sure it's that song. Yeah. So uh, we're looking for a new new anthem. We're looking for a new goal song. This is a total rebuild. The yeah. Barstool Chiefs fingertip, uh, fingerprints are going to be all over this thing. Um, so we, uh, we're going to have Liam McHugh join us now. And uh, he is, of course, the lead voice in the studio for TNT, the NHL on TNT. Good morning, Liam, or actually good afternoon. How you doing? Uh, you could have convinced me it was morning. Uh, yeah. I would have believed you. Uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, this is good. I might get the intermission of, of our day. I uh, had a kids football walkthrough, a kids football picture day, a kids soccer game. Now we're having lunch, and then I have a lacrosse game, a football game, and a different lacrosse practice. I only have three kids. <laughs> I only like so. Um, this is good. Like someone inevitably is going to run in here and screen, and at some point we'll all just ignore you're, that person together. You're basically so. an Uber driver, just going from game to game to practice to whatever. How different is having three kids versus working with Paul Bissonnette? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really not that different okay. at all. Yeah, like I mean, it was funny. I I got into the studio and like it was a great summer, and I was with my kids. I uh, I told a couple of people at work there, I'm like, you know, I feel like I haven't spoken to adults in, like, three months. And then I was reminded that I probably wouldn't be speaking to real adults here tonight either uh, because I had biz and, and talk, and they were just basically arguing in each other's face for the entire preseason game that we did. And then you get us all on the road, and it's, it's mayhem. Like, whatever energy that crowd's bringing, they're just doubling down on that. So... 
it's uh, you know, it, it's it's a great job herding cats and watching <laughs> hockey. So. Yeah, you're the sounds like you're the most qualified guy possible on the planet to be the host of that show. <laughs> exactly. I, I shouldn't really have gone to school for any of this. Like, that was a complete waste of time and money. Um, honestly, everyone who's putting money into journalism school right now, just, you know, I don't know, like, go out right away, irresponsibly. Have some kids, even if you don't know what you're doing. Make, make some decisions in life. You'll, you'll be okay. So, uh, Liam McHugh joins us on the Hockey Show at ESPN 1000. Uh, we... We liked what we saw. It looked like a great atmosphere in Colorado on Wednesday night as you guys had the banner raiser uh, for the avalanche. So Chief had a little bit of an issue with Jack Johnson kind of joining his mates, going over there in the Blackhawks jersey. I thought it was great theater. What was it like for you guys to see it inside the arena? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I really did. I mean, it was interesting right away just to be in the arena and, you have this sort of like bird's eye view of what's happening, maybe not what's happening on TV and seeing that, you know, their bench, uh, that Blackhawks bench is dark. There's nobody there, but then there's one figure and he's sort of waiting. Like, oh, is Jack Johnson just sitting on the bench in the dark? Just watching. Um, yeah. And it was cool. And I'm like, well, surely they're not going to leave in the dark. They're just watching this. Uh, I, I really, you know, listen, I, I enjoyed it. I think I'll obviously know what Jack Johnson's gone through in his career. I think it's cool that he's still in the league. Uh, you know, good veteran presence to have around a team that's rebuilding. And I, I just thought it was classy. And I think it's uh, it's one of those moments where it's funny because before we came on, you know, you try to get these guys to personalize things, not just be like, oh, there's a lot of emotions tonight. Like, all right, great. We're paying you a lot more money than we should be if all you're going to tell is a lot of emotions tonight. Give me something you remember about a night where the banner was raised. And honestly, Tockett and Gretzky both are like, you know what? Really not that memorable. Like, day with the cup, winning the cup, all that. But after the ceremony was over, both of them uh, turned to me and they're like, that was awesome. Like, that was how you do it. What a show they put on. And they loved, like, the Jack Johnson part of it, that they you know made him a part of it. And that's really the crowd gave a great ovation. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty cool and classy. And, I thought it was uh, fine. I thought, it, I thought fine. it was acceptable. It was fine. If I, could, if I was in charge, I'd be like, eh. But I, I don't have a problem with it, but I, I didn't think it was great. I think that's a point well, of listen, You're going to be looking for highlights for the end of the year for the Blackhawks, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Make that tape. Well, you got one. Right. <laughs> there's, there's, right. there's one. So savor that. That's how the montage opens with Jack arm in <laughs> arm with another team yeah. that we're trying to follow in suit. Uh, like their rebuild has gone over the last six years. It'll be that and it'll be Mirazic in the first seconds period long. of that game. Yeah. yeah. It was that. To me, it was that and Mirazic in the first period yeah. where it's yeah. like, I've literally never seen him play better. And at the end, you're almost like, God, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, I feel he's, that, he's been that good, and it, it's never going to end well for him. So. Feel bad for Staylock as well. He, he was, he he was, was almost as good the next yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You get really good goaltending the first couple games. And, I mean, obviously a lot closer to the second one. But, uh, I mean, guys were under siege. It's, and that Colorado team will do that to you. And let's be honest, I think we know how these two teams are built, and they are built with what's pretty much the opposite goal in mind. What's the over-under the many times that uh, Paul Bissonnette is going to mention Patrick Kane being traded to his beloved Maple Leafs? Uh, oh, it's going to come up a ton. And we've already started talking about where he might go. Uh, I, I think he's, he's dreaming. Uh, it would be amazing. God, can you imagine just a top-heavy salary structure? 
of that team. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just insane. And, and I think that's, that's the wild thing about this Kane situation, right, is it seems inevitable, right? Like he's going to get traded and he's going to finish up the season somewhere else and it's going to be some team that's making a run for the Cup. But what team that's making a run for the Cup can fit him in? Yeah, that's going to be that, the big question. It's a huge question. And yeah. it it almost feels like we're, we're setting ourselves up for another one of these Oh, who's going on long-term injured reserve? And who's on it? And what team is saying, why don't you stay on it for a little bit so we can see if we can fit. I don't know if you're ready. You know, yeah. Stretch a little bit more before we, you want to get back on the ice. We call it the, uh, we call it the Tampa in, uh, in yeah, the NHL. Yeah. Pull a little Tampa. Hey, hey, you know what? Those are the rules. And if you can bend them and stretch them, you know, power to you. But uh, we're going to hear it a ton from yeah. him. Uh, although, I don't know if you saw it today. It was Matt Murray left practice, uh, injured already. I guess they don't know what it is. So uh, I'm sure Biz right wait, now. Is... The Leafs have goalie drama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't wait this year. Yeah. Not at all. So, um, so, yeah, he's right back in it. We'll get Mrazic back. We'll, <laughs> take, we'll take him back. <laughs> Part of the Kane deal. We'll right. pick up 50% yeah. of that deal, too. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. So what, uh, what, what do you have uh, on tap for year two? First of all, I loved how Patrick was Kane was asked to uh, to rate you guys uh, in year one, and everybody got an A except somebody probably named Paul Bissonnette. I assume that that's where Patrick directed that to. But what, what kind of fun do you guys have in store for year two uh, after trying to follow up what you guys did in year one? What I liked is, you know, you guys aren't seeing us while he's finishing up uh, the interview. But Biz was reacting already. Like, there was no doubt in his mind. He's like, oh, so me? Like, thanks. Like, I'm, I'm the one. And Gretzky, he's go, he goes, it could be any of us, pal. Don't worry. Like, seriously, it might be any of us. Um, I, think, I think the cool thing about uh, what we're trying to do here is we're not trying to reinvent anything. You know, what we did year one, uh, a lot of it happened kind of organically. You know, I, I go back a lot, you know, to all the kind of the strange and different stuff that we did. Uh, you know, one of the big things that got a lot of attention was that stick breaking segment. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that really was a segment that came about because we were all watching at home. We saw Rick bonus, try to break a stick three times, fail terribly. <laughs> and, uh, I think Farabee at that point, the same week was smashing a stick and like the entire hallway at the same time, uh, it just destroying everything. And I really, you know, I was sitting there and I'm like, just having a conversation with talk and then biz Lair, I was like, and, and answered, I'm like, like, how hard could it be? Like, bonus hit it, like, twice. Like, let's, and they're like, would you want to see? And I said, yes. I said, let's smash some stuff up tonight. And the cool thing about Turner is they take that idea, and they're like, what do you need? Where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Just don't break anything expensive, and we're cool. And and I, I think that's, you know, we never go into a day where it's like, hey, how do we go viral? Can we do this? Yeah. It's always, like, something leads to something else, and, it bounces around a room until it's an actual idea. It doesn't always work, and if it doesn't work, I think we have the right group there too, where we don't, at the end of the day, pretend something works. If it doesn't, we are like, you know, we're we're like idiot kids. If, some, if it doesn't work, we're pointing at the person who screwed it up and just laughing at them because they know we know everyone at home is too. So why, you know, pretend otherwise? Is it the most fun so, you've had doing a show? Easily, easily, yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean. And I've done all different sports, and uh, listen, I love doing a lot of them. And some shows are serious, and some are a little bit more newsy than others. Uh, this is kind of the, sh- the show I really always wanted to do. You know, uh, I want I want to 
creative, free-flowing show. Um, you know, and I like a show that if it goes off the rails and the view is a hell of a lot better off the rails, why am I trying to drag it back? Yeah. You know, like, let's just keep it there. It's more entertaining. Okay. Now, are there times where it's like, all right, we've been off the rails enough <laughs> and there is an actual game we could talk about? Sure. Can but, I tell you uh, something? That's my favorite yeah. part is when you <laughs> when I have to watch you try to corral everybody. I, that gives me the most personal enjoyment. So it's it is you guys have I, I think it's have transformed. It's almost like the NBA crew where it's like it, it you it's appointment television. Like yeah. you have to watch it. So uh, it's been great. I'm thrilled that TNT has given you some leash. And I would ask hockey dog uh, dads what they think about what qualifies as expensive because breaking sticks on set. I remember that was that was a no no was breaking sticks when I was playing. That was, very, that was deemed very expensive. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's like blood money. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, well, networks and hockey dads have different, different. budgets. Yeah, and I think what what also what us hockey guys on TV think is expensive and what the NBA guys think is expensive are two different things. <laughs> also you true. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for something like sure, that's it. A few hockey sticks. <laughs> like they're like you know, Barkley probably just does that routinely, just breaking stuff around accidentally. They got to pay for it, so. They'll pay for a little bit here and there, and that's a great group. And uh, we got a, uh, you know, the fact that Barkley comes on and wants to talk to Gretzky and have him take shots on him, it's it's a cool situation we got. You guys are great. It is appointment watching uh, for television viewers here, and we're uh, we're looking forward to watching you guys in season number two. Thanks for being a friend of the show, Liam, and. uh, and breaking up your day of uh, shuttling. Hey, if kids. you want to keep me on for like twenty more minutes, so I can be away from my kids for a little bit. Longer, so, uh, you my it. wife's giving me an evil eye right now. I think, yeah, yeah, my time has elapsed. All right, well, have have uh, have fun the rest of the uh, season here on TNT, and we appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy the six All lacrosse right. games. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. That's Liam McHugh from TNT. Coming up next, uh, we will play Hawk or No Hawk, Waddle and Sylvie style, and a, a quick trip around the prospects, what's going on down on the farm. Uh, that's all coming up next. But uh, tonight is the home opener for the Chicago Wolves. They're taking on the Milwaukee Admirals, the Calder Cup Championship banner-raising ceremony. First 5,000 fans get replica championship banners, so get there early uh, you're going to get four free tickets, a four-pack of tickets to tonight's game if you're caller number five at 312-332-3776. That's 312-332-3776. Caller five is going to the Chicago Wolves championship banner-raising ceremony tonight. We're back on The Hockey Show after this. You're listening to The Hockey Show. Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN 1000. The Hockey Show. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Back on The Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. Our thanks to Liam McHugh for joining us. Kendra Smith, our producer. Nick Boxala was also helping out a little bit, thanks to our uh, sponsor, the Chicago Wolves, as well. Now, uh, we are the hockey show, 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. 1 to 2, every Saturday, right smack dab in the middle of your college football viewing. Uh, but Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, the Waddle and Sylvie show, they think they're the hockey show. I, I've seen that. You, yeah. I've seen them making that claim. Yeah, right? they make that claim. So, opening night for the Blackhawks on Wednesday they didn't exactly break down the roster. They played a game of hawk or not a hawk. Take a listen. 
I love that music right there. It's hockey season around here, people. Here you go, Sylvie. You're up first. Jake Curhan. If you'd like to phone a friend, I'm over here. Jake Curhan. Jake Curhan. Jake Curhan. Is he a Blackhawk? He's not a Blackhawk. Correct. He is not. He is a Seattle Seahawk. Nice job, gentlemen. Nice job. This is how we celebrate the start of Blackhawk season. Boyle. For us. Yeah, that's how we do the hockey show. The hockey show. Jason Bean. Jason Bean. Is he a Blackhawk? Jason Bean is going to take a slap shot underneath the bean because he's a Blackhawk. No, he's not. Jason Bean is the backup quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks, who did get into the game last week. So, right, give me another one. Give me another one. Season now. Redeem too. yourself. Luke Grimm is Luke Grimm a Blackhawk? Luke Grimm is uh, Luke Grimm is definitely a Blackhawk. I'm sorry, my friend Luke Grimm. I thought we were due for a hawk. Luke Grimm is a wide receiver for the Kansas Jayhawks. Ethan Vasco, is he a Blackhawk or not? I'm sorry, what? Definite Blackhawk. No? No, I'm sorry. Ethan Vasco is the freshman quarterback for Kansas. He's a Jayhawk. Oh, I'm so sorry. There you go. Let me show you how to play this game. You ready to play this game? All right. Waddle. Tell me, is he a Blackhawk or not? Max Domi. Max Black Domi Hawk. is a Blackhawk. Tommy oh, Hawk. Thank you. He's just walking out. Yeah. Sylvie's done playing the game? He's a quitter. All right, well. He's a quitter. All right, how about this one? One more, one more. One more. Spencer Rowe. Spencer Rowe. <laughs> You're looking at me and I, he's making faces. <laughs> it sounds like a... It sounds like a football player, Spencer Rowe. So I'm going to go oppo of the way I normally think. I'd say that's a hawk. <laughs> you, oh, you were, you were on God, it. Spencer Rowe is the fullback for the Kansas for the Kansas. <laughs> He's killing you with right. Kansas Jayhawks. I know these guys. They, they think they're the hockey show. That's how they celebrated I've it. I've got to say, though, opening night, if they if they had been like Jared Tenorti, I'd be like, yeah. not a hawk. Not a hawk. Not a hawk. No, he, that's that's a, hawk. a name I've known for probably 12 years, and I somehow I missed it. I was stunned to I'll, see him in the I'll lineup. How about quickly hawk prospects? Colton Dock injured last night. Yeah, a little, little knock on the head, so hopefully he's going to be okay. Obviously, pretty serious. Uh, thing we saw his brother have a you know concussion issues here too so hopefully he's okay. Frankie Nazar has not played yet for Michigan. Uh, no games played as wow. of yet, so he's dealing with a little injury too. I've heard things that he might be actually out for the year, so that Oof. would be that would be bad. But he he's a special player. He's one of those guys I think we're gonna put into our in our top six someday. I think Kevin Korczynski is going to be a special player as well. Started off uh, with the. I think he had the game winner, overtime winner yeah. uh, in Seattle last week. Over a point per game as a defenseman. Nice. This, this is, you know, after you get drafted, if you're going to be one of these offensive defensemen, you want to see them putting up points, and he is certainly off to a great start with that. Drew Camesso, as far as goalies go in the organization, you know, he's, he's a... Uh, a high pick. Yeah. What are you hearing about him? Uh, this is yeah. his junior year at BU. Yeah. I think. So this will theoretically it'll be his last year there. Yeah. And off to a rough start last night. He gave up six and a nine to two loss. Wow. Um, the kid uh, Green also obviously a Hawks draft pick. Uh, 
no points in that game. So, yeah, not not what you want to see, but, you know, one throwaway game. I thought he looked great in the Olympics uh, last year, so I, I'm not, you know, throwing dirt on, on Comesso, but you, you'd want to see a little bit better performance than that. Blackhawks back in action tonight, taking on the San Jose Sharks. Pre-game starts at 8.30 on NBC Sports Chicago. That is going to do it for the Hockey Show this week. Up next, it's White Sox Weekly. Have a great weekend, everyone.